Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This that rebel music. 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 This that rebel. This that rebel. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your favorite podcast about the old Miss Rebels. I'm your host Justin Sanders, joined by my co-host John Savanzik. We're having a fun morning. With some uh, technical difficulties, but hopefully we got them figured out. Do, all... do, do we have a call recorder that says yes, we're recording? It appears yeah. to be working currently, John. So, guys, you're, turn- you're, you're listening to the fourth iteration of our uh, our intro, but it appears to be working, so we're going to roll with it for now. Uh, we're talking about week four of college football, of course. Uh, Ole Miss rolls to a 45-14 to win over Georgia. Um, if you heard the first three versions of the intro, you heard a few different <laughs> ideas of takes on that game. One time I said uh, it was never in doubt. Let's go with that, John. So assume I said the game was never in doubt. You kind of had a rebuttal to that. What were you saying about that? I wouldn't call it a strong rebuttal. I was just saying at 17 nothing. it was like, well, is this team going to be able to let not let the time of possession get too out of balance? Sure, yeah. Or is it just going to overwhelm Georgia? And it was more of the latter. They... And Ole Miss won without winning time of possession. They won both sides of the line of scrimmage, clearly, which is that's how you get up to a 45 nothing lead is you, I mean, there's a turnover involved. There's a couple of drop Georgia passes, but none of that crap really mattered because they just whipped them on both sides of the lines. Eason has a big arm. He sort of looks sexy in seven on seven, but he's a statue in the pocket. Georgia doesn't have a good enough team around him to support that. I mean, he can be, so he'll be part of a rebuild project there at, yeah, I think Eason will be really good, but his high school rating was a lot of that was like projecting off of his size. I mean, if you remember yeah. when he and Shea were actually going against each other, like at the opening, uh, pretty much all the analysts said Shea was the better quarterback today, and Eason just had more just, potential. Eason's a potential. Shea, yeah. Shea's going to be a better college player. I would think, yeah. yeah. He's does in a better Eason, system for him. Does Eason have a higher pro ceiling? Probably, but will it ever materialize? To be determined. Yeah. So. So my question, John, looking ahead at Ole Miss's schedule, I mean, the best line play Ole Miss is going to face is going to be Arkansas, LSU, Auburn. I would, I would assume Auburn's D line really being what I'm talking Auburn's about. Auburn's front there. seven's good, but Auburn cannot score, and it's in Oxford, so you feel, you feel pretty. I mean, I said we weren't going to get into looking down the season, but you know what? Let's just let's have some fun with this right now. Um, well, I think LSU, with, with Memphis in a bye week coming up, I mean, looking ahead is going to be our show for the next couple of weeks, so I'm not, I'm not afraid to do it. What's Memphis done this year? I really don't they're, know. They're, I just read about this. I think they're 3-0. and They beat Kansas, and they blew out Bowling Green, and they beat some FCS school. So, I mean, it's they not... They beat SEMO. It's in Oxford. You know it's going to have Ole Miss's attention after yeah, that. Yeah, no Paxton Lynch. Year. Yeah. <laughs> It's on my 25th birthday. Nice. If the sons of bitches can't win, beat the shit out of Memphis on my birthday, I think then I think that's will. just criminal. So they, said, uh, they, they reported the day that Ole Miss players started talking about Memphis on the sidelines of the Georgia game. I would imagine they go out there and just beat the living shit out of them. I mean, this Ole Miss team could, I mean, they're starting to polish their product. And 
They could be in a – I mean, they're probably one of the – I'd say if they play to their potential, they're one of the ten best teams in the country. I don't think there's really any – Well, there just, seems to be almost almost universal agreement among the sports media that Ole Miss has like a top three offense, if not the best passing attack. Yeah, well, the running game, agree. They have a top three – pass. they might have the best passing attack and then – It'd be nice if they had – if Swinney was healthy, I'd be curious yeah. to see what the running game looked like. Probably but Pinneman, I thought Pinneman looked good yesterday. I thought he did too. He's going to – you know, they've got pieces there and keep getting better throughout the Young year. Pieces, Pinneman, yeah. the corners. Anderson, Dante Anderson. Deontay I mean, Anderson. Uh, what's his G- face? Miles Hartsfield. Z was because he's yeah. going to – Miles Hartsfield is going to be good. They're, they're oh, going to yeah. have a good Bing's, second Bing's day. Duke stopped the run yesterday. Agreed. got the start. I mean, it's – Mateo disappeared. It's there, though. Yeah, but you thought, really just thought, need you need thought some prayers to Table Cobbleson and his Pego Pego boys. It's a total disaster on the field. You need one of Maneo or Bing Dukes to make an impact, and then you add in Gates and an improving. If Ton, if Connor continues to have his health improve, I mean he played a little better as well. You got some pieces there for your front seven. Yeah, well, Bing Dukes has got two more years of eligibility. He could yeah. actually go into a solid. I mean, he and Gate. I don't think I just Gates, for this Gates, season, but yeah. Gates isn't going pro after this year, so I mean, no, like no, 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 no. They could, in theory, be decent linebacker, and then well, I think Breland Speaks might come back. Yeah, he didn't show out in the Alabama game, which was kind of you know. We'll I think I think the- Haynes Haynes is gone. Speaks probably comes back. Uh, who else? Who else is a possible early entrant? I'm not sure. Oh, you said Gates. I, I agree. Gates Haynes, is going. I feel like Haynes may come back. And then Bridges, Gross, they'll graduate, right? Yep. Connor will graduate. Uh, DJ Jones graduate. DJ Jones will graduate. And he'll get drafted, I, I imagine. Yep. Like a six-rounder or something like that. Yep. Maybe higher. He's got he got some time this year to show out. Um, but, yeah, a lot of young pieces that'll that'll play for the next three years. I'm looking at the schedule, John. I mean, ideal for Ole Miss, obviously, you win pretty big against Memphis at home, get that confidence up a little bit. Then you go into the bye week, really focus on Arkansas and lock in. I mean, am I wrong to say that your preparation for Arkansas and LSU can be similar? I know they're both heavy running attacks. I don't know how differently they do that. Teams with statues at quarterback, a.k.a. LSU. I don't know what Memphis has. I mean, Allen can move some, but he's not like Hurts or or, – Francois, Benny Stratton. I don't know. I saw him get that, that sack strip last night against A&M from, uh, it was like Terrell Hall, that's that guy's name. I mean, he just, yeah. he got dominated on that play. Yeah. But that I think, was really uh, his line. Yeah, I mean, I think they've got to show, they can go on a run here. That's, so that's kind of what I'm getting at is, if you beat Memphis, you put in the work, you get a good win over Arkansas. All you Arkansas really need to do, gets and Arkansas has Alabama the week before yeah, Ole Miss, so Ole you Miss like the sequencing like there. That. And then you go at LSU. In if LSU, you can, if you can get out of Baton Rouge, what would that be at that point? Five and five and two. Yeah, and here's the thing: is that LSU, the odds of LSU going into pure free fall here are pretty high because they, like yeah. I mean, they losing just lost that to game at the last second, they've lost to an Auburn team that can't score, which yeah. is pretty. Markable. Well, they lost one of the games on their schedule that was an absolute must-win. Absolutely, that's a very good way of putting it. Yeah, and so that's that's going to be tough for them. But basically, if you can, if Ole Miss can win the next three games, they're going to have a ton of confidence to play. Like you said, an Auburn team that's anemic on offense, a Georgia Southern triple option team. Then a really interesting game sets up at College Station against yeah, an team that looks really good right now. 
we'll play hypothetical for giggles. I mean, they could be seven and two going into A and M. What's that? That's, that's a potential game day type of matchup. I think the top four teams in the SEC are Alabama, Tennessee, A and M, Ole Miss. Alabama's yeah. one, and then it's what's the order between Tennessee, Ole Miss, and A and M is kind of the next question. Florida's in that next right tier. Georgia's Georgia's meh, but honestly, yeah. the league's not very. The league's not the league's not that good this year. Well, yeah. you have to look at all the teams. I mean, Arkansas's in a rebuild. Georgia's obviously in a rebuild. Florida is rebuilding, and they they thought they had a quarterback that got suspended last year, and he's gone now. And then Jack Georgia's Rio got, got some hurt. talent. They're the second best team in the East, but what does that mean? I mean, Vandy, Vandy, Mizzou, Carolina, Kentucky are bad. Yeah, because South Carolina's obviously rebuilding. Honestly, Georgia's recruiting though. I mean, they're they're working on it. Yeah, uh, go but, on, go on. Georgia's bad, but they play in a bad division, so they'll probably win. I mean, the, I mean, Georgia could easily be like a six and six team in the you West. You think Georgia's gonna? Oh, you think Georgia's gonna win the East over Tennessee though? No. Yeah, no. I mean, this is the year that Tennessee does it, right? Is Tennessee gonna Georgia, represent the SEC in the playoff? Georgia. Oh my god, that's miserable. Okay, so we that's right. We were the cross division game for Georgia, duh. And then they play Auburn at home. Yeah. yeah. Auburn, Georgia could be some ugly football. Good grief! But I mean, so, Georgia, Georgia could go a real ugly nine and three. What happens? What happens if Tennessee loses to Alabama and Georgia wins out in their SEC East games? Wouldn't they be? Yeah, well, Georgia plays Tennessee and Athens this next week. Which oh, that's Tennessee, a, yeah, that's a huge game. Ten, Tennessee's got to go. I mean, Tennessee's got a gauntlet schedule here. I mean, they beat Florida. They got over. To me, the second half of this game. This yeah. weekend for Tennessee was getting over the hump, and it's Exercising like exercising okay. demons. Yeah, they go to Georgia. They should win the game. Period. But they I go- still expect Butch to make some huge mistake this season and lose some game that he shouldn't. They go to A and M the next week, oh, and then they yeah. host Alabama. I mean, that's They're, a sh- yeah. Going and then, to then it's one at Carolina, Tennessee, Chattanooga, Kentucky, Mizzou, Vanderbilt. So if they can. They got to get through this stretch. If they can go two and one, they have to beat Georgia, and then if you can split A and M Alabama, you you have a shot at a national title. Because if you lose to Alabama, but then you get them in the SEC championship game, you then get a shot to get back at them. But yeah, well, John, all, you were talking about how we don't know who's better among Tennessee, Ole Miss, A and M. I mean, that Georgia game is going to be the proxy Ole Miss Tennessee game, pretty much. Yeah, it's in Athens, though. That's so it's like the. The home road thing. Yeah, yeah, but still, I, I think they, the way I, I Ole Miss played saying. them, the way Ole Miss matched up against them, if Tennessee doesn't, if, if Tennessee's offense doesn't score a lot, I think that tells you something, although Tennessee's a very different team than Ole Miss and the, well, what, what they both, try to do. Tennessee and Ole Miss, Tennessee and Ole Miss both play A&M and College Station, they both play yeah. Alabama at home, it'll be another kind of, we'll see, yeah. proxy type deal, so, anyway. Um, let's see... What else happened this week at the Ole Miss Georgia game takeaway? Ooh, I know what we need to talk about. Derek Jones with a big pick six and his triumphant return to cornerback. Get the NFL yeah, scouts Derek, ready, baby. Derek Jones touchdowns are fun. Just They're the best, man. I love it. Wait, so John, so do we think that if Derek Jones hadn't been suspended the first three games, would he have played corner against Bama? Probably not. No. I don't think so. I mean, I, I have no idea how he played other than the fact that he got a pick six. I, I didn't watch him on any other plays. So, I mean, I he, really he, he gave him some snaps. Um, I mean, the two Jalens look good. It's, it's the two Jalens. It's K. 
Kalo Moore. It's a little bit of Tony Bridges. Carlos Davis. It's a little bit of Carlos. It's some some Carlos. It's Car- Carlos and the two Jalen's are the top three. Then it's more Bridges. Carlos is kind of like a Cliff little Derek. Type. I mean, they're playing like a, they're playing like at least a five man rotation, which they're keeping bodies fresh. I give them that. Kwame's yeah. um, rotating guys because he knows he has to with the way they score. But they're kind of. I mean, they're working Gerard, around. Gerald McDowell. Sorry, that's hard to say. Forced a fumble. That was that was nice. Yeah, he's. Getting better, and he's playing. I mean, they're also playing teams that these guys can kind of come in and give you, you know, more quality. Stuff. I mean, Alabama yeah. was just was. I mean, missing you miss football Brown against Alabama. That's Absolutely, the bottom line. Yeah. He's a guy that may take a medical redshirt and come back next year. I mean, next year's defense may not. I mean, they be they could be pretty good next year, but that's next year's team. Oh, I have a theory on Shea Patterson redshirting. All I, right. I want to do this. Tell me. So, I people. I mean. I've had a couple people tell me that if Shea was really, really good, he wouldn't be redshirting, which I don't buy that theory. Okay, go on. I wonder I bet I wonder if Freeze looks at this situation with the whole NCAA and the complete just idiocracy from Vitter, Bjork, everyone above him on the chain of command that is higher on the organizational chart yet is lower on the pay scale chart. And and he's looking at this going, you know what? If these guys are going to screw around with this, let's be I'm going to be realistic. This isn't going to get resolved until the earliest of the December docket, the latest sometime next summer. I mean, this this can't possibly go past next summer, can it? I guess ask Syracuse basketball. I guess it could, but they whatever. They were investigated for like 8 years. Go on. Yeah. I don't know. This has to get resolved at some point in the next few months. I would you think, would yeah. Think. So anyway, and maybe Ole Miss losing two games makes the NCAA happy. And who, who knows? I don't understand what that has to do with Shea. Well, my point is though is that see, eighteen was kind of the initial target year with Shea. Oh yeah, said, I, I got you. So but, he's trying to then, extend the window ex- exactly because he's saying, okay, I'm going to have to the seventeen class is throw it in the trash, and then but I've got all these offensive guys from sixteen. And you got still, young DBs. I mean. 19. You need Juco yeah. linemen, Juco D linemen. Yeah, they're going to have to go find – I mean, Benito would be good. Maybe, maybe they get another year of Speaks. I think, I think they no, do. No, so well, I guess theoretically they can get two more years of Speaks. I think they get another year of Speaks for sure. I think they get another year of Speaks too. Because I, I, I think Freeze's recruiting also comes through in those guys, the Evan Ingram types and the Chad Kelly types, where you're recruiting them to stay there what last to the, year. What happened to the Rocket corner from Oxford that he decommitted? I mean, oh, it, I didn't know that Devin Rocket decommitted. I didn't know that. Apparently. Well, I mean, so this, this we class... also lost some three-star D linemen. People have said that the coaches are trying to replace them with better recruits. I don't know. There were a ton of visitors the last two games. Yeah, I don't know what's – and maybe there's stuff with the NCAA thing that you know they have a sense for. That my they're saying my guess is they know that resolution isn't coming, so they're switching up their approach to basically tell kids like it's all smoke. It's basically the same thing we were saying before signing day last year. Um, we're just gonna tell these kids that it's negative recruiting tactics and wait until something actually happens from the NCAA. That's my guess. Yeah, and then between Walker Little and Trey Smith, they need to get one of those tackles. Yeah, supposedly Walker Little was supposed to be an auction this weekend. I don't know if he came or not, but I don't Martin, know if Martin he came Wilson or not. May, and maybe just now that fo- they're playing football, I mean, yeah, it's hard. I mean, they're all we teams. know you need people need storylines to get, keep football going in the off season. The Tunsil gas mask and the NCAA things that really prope- propelled. But now everybody's following their teams. They forgot somebody a else lot will about do something. Yeah, exactly. Who kn- who knows? It's like. Anyway, 
Yeah. Um, My theory is, though, they keep, and Shea, and so, they look at Shea, you look at Shea size-wise, he's not quite big enough to be a prototypical NFL quarterback. He, he's more of the Drew Brees route. So his draft stock could – it's not gonna. He's not gonna be a first round pick. So he needs to be. He needs to be prolific in college, like a Manziel type, and he he's he can go in the first round. He, he's gonna have to be the guy that's a great leader, the guy that's consistent, this and that. All he yeah, the, well, the guy that extends plays, the guy that's his high guy football that checks, IQ. Checks every box except his height, and then he's got a low release that people are seem to be concerned about, at the, particularly at the more at the pro level. I think. I think, I think his release can be okay in the college level if you make yeah. him mold, run around and whatnot. That's my. I think they will move the pocket and all that stuff. He he throws on the run, so I think you're you're probably right on with the window thing. I, I I've been thinking maybe part of it has to do with you know so you can play mop up this year. We've seen when Pellerin gets to come in and run the full offense, it's it's not great. I mean Shea would probably do a little better just because of the football IQ and the arm, or not necessarily the arm strength, but the accuracy. Um, I, I think that it's more appealing for Shea to, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I think it would, one, be a bigger story next year if he's a redshirt freshman and he comes out really good, and, and two, it'll help Ole Miss stay under the radar, um, and if Shea is an elite quarterback, I think he'll be able to have more early success if he takes a redshirt than if he, if he wants to play this year and look pretty good and get some expectations on him and all that kind of stuff. I just think it's an easier... It's an easier mental thing for him to stay under the radar, take a red shirt, work hard, and then he has. And, here, and here's to the come other thing too: it's not like taking a red shirt delays his eligibility to go to the draft. He's still no, going to no. get two years if he's a starter. Here's the other thing too: is if Pellerin goes out there and looks decent in mop in mop up duty, then they can. Then they keep can. Uh, they can keep Pellerin from transferring. Well. I mean, it's like, hey, Pellerin looks decent. Hey, you keep him motivates, on the roster. Motivates, hey, hey, you got to be at somebody decent. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I, I mean, I, I think these like anyone that's acting like Shay taking a red shirt is against he and his family's will. That doesn't seem that doesn't seem to be the case at all. It, it seems to be that Freeze Werner they have had a very close back and forth working relationship with the Pattersons for the past two years or so. I mean, I. I think they're making decisions jointly. That's my best take on this. That's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, they seem to be in pretty good cahoots. Haven't heard any reason to think otherwise. So Yeah, I, I, I don't think that's what's going on. His brother is no longer at Ole Miss, if anyone's wondering that. A lot of people think he still is. He's, he coaches uh, high school football in Gulfport, I think. So you know, I didn't know. You know um, Honestly, his, it's good. His little brother, yeah, it's good. His little brother, Nick, is a tight end. Do you know about this kid? He's like it. Shea broke his finger uh, in the spring throwing him passes, but he's like a, yeah. He's like a six-two, fifteen-year-old tight end playing for Bobby Hall in uh, Gulfport. So he he's an, he says he wants to go to Ole Miss, but he's gonna check out all the schools. But I think he'll probably be pretty good. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, that's cool. Also, Bo Wallace's little brother is a QB and looks kind of better than. I don't know. I mean, it's high school, so it's hard to tell. But I, I, think, I hope they. I hope he goes to LSU and like wins a natty with the LSU just to piss off all those people. Really, man. I would love. I would love for Bill Wallace's little brother to come here. I hope we haven't ruined our relationship with the Wallace family with all this stuff. Yeah, he today. probably would. I mean, you know, everybody has a love hate relationship with Bo Wallace. Yeah, but so. inside the program, I'm sure there's nothing but the utmost respect for Bo. I mean, he did so much for Freeze. Yeah. Overall, I think they. Have a, I mean, I think it. Who knows? We'll we'll see. It's got a few years to play out. 
Yeah. I wouldn't have a problem with it personally, but. No, not at all. I think we know someone who might, though. Um, yeah. Let's see. What have we not touched on? Oh, Demarcus Lodge with a sick 50 yard catch. I mean, that's kind of the plays that we were expecting him to make after out of, out of high school with the way he can high point the ball. And that's just crazy ball skills. He, he, he fought off defensive pass interference to catch it. It was awesome. Um, so they're they're going to be really good at receiver for. Well, how do you Patterson feel? How do you feel after the after the Stringfellow rant from last week? I mean, they didn't necessarily take it to heart this week. I mean, he got yeah. he got like two catches, I think. I mean, Strings really good, but with all that depth, I think it makes sense for Chad to spread it around too. I don't, I don't know. I see both sides. Strings kind of the number. I mean, I thought they got the ball to String enough. I mean, our, you really can't argue with yesterday because Ingram got no. the ball some, String got the ball some. Van Jefferson made plays in space. Demarcus had that great touchdown catch. A.J. Brown had good plays. I mean, everyone did their did their part. They got more A.J. Brown in the game, which I'm personally a fan of. Oh, so. yeah. A.J.'s awesome, man. A.J.'s going to be great. Metcalf's going to be great. Nixon's yep. going to be a burner when they have him ready next year. Quincy actually sick. made a catch in traffic for yeah, once. Yeah, it was a great catch, too. I was like, Quincy, you're supposed to drop that ball. Yeah, that was not a ball that Quincy typically catches. It was but. awesome. It was a, just, a, just a great game overall. Um, let's, talk, let's do a little stadium review. I think we talked about before the show the – the students were just not having it after Bacon in the Sun for that Alabama game last week. I think they'll they'll be back in force for the Memphis night kickoff, but it, yeah. that student section is hot, man. I mean, I was wearing my big floppy uh, Ole Miss hat to keep the sun off my face, thank goodness, because it was really hot out there. But I will be happy to report to you, John, uh, lots of water in the stadium. I used one of the free filling stations to refill my stadium cup. It was great, so... At least they've they've learned from their mistakes in that department. Well, yeah, good for them. Yeah, good, good for, for them, them, or else they someone would literally, you know, overall, literally for, die if you don't have you, enough water. You know, situation. losing a couple games, you take a step back. I mean, freeze. There's people. Some people. Some of our listeners just want to shit all over freeze. And if you want to shit all over freeze, you can either go look in the mirror or you can go read message boards. But we're gonna give a little different take on this podcast. He's not Nick Saban or Urban Meyer, but he's probably the tier below it. I mean, he's one of the 10 or 15 best – I mean, he's, he's got a top 15 program at this point. And even next year, I mean, this recruiting class is going to be kind of screwed up. But, I mean, they're going to have Shea and all these receivers. They're still going to win some games. I mean, because look at the – because overall, there's pretty decent – well, God, I'm going to sound like I'm contradicting myself. There's pretty decent cadence between Bjork and Freeze and everybody outside of this whole NCAA spiel. They've, they've got to get that clear up. But you look at Georgia, they got all, you know, with the Rick and the Kirby Smart, and that's just yeah. kind of a mess. LSU's a dumpster fire. Auburn's a mess. I mean, A&M has having a good flash in the pan here with someone in Trevor Knight, but – We'll see when they play Tennessee and Alabama. Are they, are they really good? I mean, or even when A&M plays Ole Miss, I mean, Ole Miss has been clearly better than A&M for two years now. For yeah. two years now, we'll right, see. Right, right. That's what's interesting to me is the, how how dominant Ole Miss was the last two seasons. But it seems like it should still be a close game on paper. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But really, I mean, how many fan bases feel really good about where their program's at right now? I, I mean. Tennessee's thinking, okay, maybe we get over the hump. I mean, they're probably more like, let's get over the hump. Um, Florida, you feel pretty good with McIlwain, like you're in a good spot. Uh, Georgia, you're 
you're in wait and see mode with Georgia because you're clearly in a transition at this yeah. point. Uh, they'll be good eventually, uh-huh. but I mean, it's going to take Kirby some time to get figured LSU, out. LSU, you're waiting to see if you can get the right guy in there. If you get the right coach in there, you can win. And then, obviously, your Alabama feel good. Auburn, you're sitting there. I mean, Auburn's asking, do they fire Jay Jacobs? Do they fire Gus? Do they both stick around? I mean, what do you want? If you're Arkansas, you're really asking yourself the question, we like Bielman in the game, more or less, because he got, he got down to the one-yard line and stuck his head up his ass this weekend. I mean, <laughs> See, okay, I, I've never liked Bielema. I've been, like, forced to respect him because of the way he's humbled over the last is like a years. dangerous. He's going to be a dangerous 8-4 and four type team guy, you know? Yeah. He's honest to God. He's like a better, ver- little better version of Houston Nut for them. That's really what he is. And they don't want it, to, it kind of reminds me of having less in the league because they're going to have a team that can run on you. They're going to be scary every time you play them. But he's not as bad of a game manager as less is, but still I, I fully, I don't always understand his plan, even though yeah, it works sometimes quirky, which can work. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I mean, he, he, he's won some games that he, he's won some games with the less talented team and he's lost some games that he should have won. I mean, that's, Kind of how Bielema has worked out. So, I mean, we'll see what up. Yeah, it's we'll definitely interesting. Out. I mean, but if you're an Arkansas fan, do you really? I mean, do you really think Bielema is going to get you there? Do you have the recruiting infrastructure in place to get there? Who knows? I mean, they're kind of all over there in a corner. And where do you where do you go get your players if you're Arkansas? I don't know how much high school talent you have. I don't right. know. You're you're a long way from Florida. You're. Well, I think that's why I mean, those Texas games are important for them, right? I mean, they need they have to push their footprint. Players, there's into a lot Texas. of players in Texas. I mean, they they, but you're competing against. I mean, Houston Houston getting good hurts Arkansas and those type teams because then it's like okay, you're gonna go. You're not gonna go poach kids from Houston anymore. Yeah. Because they're gonna all stay. I mean, if well, he, you Herman's know, still Herman's probably gone after this season, right? Well, is he? It depends what jobs are open, right? Well, does Houston get in the Big Twelve? And if the answer is yes, then they just say, you know, Tom, you got us here. We're going to give you five million dollars. That's crazy. We're going to give you this city to recruit. College football's nuts, man. You know what? In Texas, and oh my God, I'm actually going to. I mean, like, this Texas. Now this is getting out there, but maybe, maybe, maybe this happens. Texas wants the Big 12 so they can have their puppet status. And maybe right. they say, you know what, if we want to keep our network and keep this and that, then we're going to have to let Houston in. And it's gonna, we need to boost up the Big 12 we want it to sustain. So do they, would they prefer to have a Big 12 with Houston that kind of, quote-unquote, stabilizes the conference? Sure. Or would they prefer to move? To, they're not going to go to the SEC because that's giving in to A&M. That just will not happen. They, if they went to me, if they went anywhere, they would go to the Pac-12. But they don't want to do that. I mean, that's no. giving in. That's admitting they're wrong. They'll never do that. Houston can go cut a deal, and it's that TV market too. I mean, they can cut a deal to get in the Big 12 and kind of help Texas out. And I, and is Texas in a position to to see it the right way? I think they are. But so, but my, my question about Herman is, what happens if? Uh, if Jimbo turns LSU down, is Herman not their next choice? I think Herm. 
I don't think Jimbo's leaving Florida State. He told him no last year. I think he's I think he's going through a divorce and personal deal. And Jimbo's gotten away with just can do anything in Tallahassee and it doesn't yeah. matter. Now the same probably applies. But I mean if if they end up nine and three, eight and four and L S U is begging him to come with a big six million dollar salary, I mean that could still look appealing. Yeah, that could. I think I mean, if I'm L- if I'm LSU, I go after Her- I'm going after Herman, and, you, and I think I think if you offer like Herman six and a half million dollars and say we you know you're you're one of come from coach the in the SEC three, go beat Saban yeah I, so I, that, I think that's I, I think that's a bigger threat than him staying at Houston is him going to LSU and he would do a good job there and so let's talk probably- about let's we're talking about LSU let's talk about what happened last night at Auburn I call it bits and pieces of it but I saw the both way the game lost. ended both teams <laughs> lost yeah there was a lot of that yesterday South Carolina Kentucky 17-10 seems like both teams both teams lost that one too yeah um, so like Les Miles clock management went to a whole new level last night somehow he lost another game on time expiring I don't th- this one honestly didn't to me wasn't this wasn't really that egregious of Les Miles clock management. It yeah. was honestly the official. I thought it the officials weird. had no idea what was going on, is more so than Les Miles. The the official that put the ball down never really signaled that play was supposed to start. It was very strange. Yeah. I mean, okay, my question, John, you have the ball with one second left. Basically, you're in that situation, right? So the ref's gonna put the ball down. Clock's gonna start. Is it possible to get a playoff? Is that even possible? Well, I don't. You would have to snap it immediately. As the ref is backing they, up. And, and then they, you're risking yeah. them being like, oh, you snapped it too early. I mean, the minute he blows the whistle and singles it you in gotta play. Snap, yeah, that has to be ref, your, your I don't snap. think the ref really understood that it was one second and gave I, him an opportunity. I, I don't really think even. so either. So that's another question. Is the, If there's one second left, is the ref obligated to basically give them a window to snap the ball? Like, say... Okay, I'm about to blow the whistle, and then you got to snap. It's yeah, such a weird situation. Yeah, he's got to be clear. It's got to be a snap on like an immediate. You got to be like, when I blow the whistle and do my hand, you better snap it, or you're gonna lose. And he wasn't communicating with the team at all. He put the ball down. And he ran out of there. They ran the play, and they reviewed it and took it away. It was, it was. I, if I was an LSU fan, definitely upset about the way that. that I'm annoyed. Down. I would be annoyed at the way that happened, but I would also. I I thought they waited like a beat right. to take the snap, they and did. they did not. They, they did. did not get the snap off. It's it's on the so. QB and the center too to not know the situation as well as they should have. Um. So what? So that Auburn defense is is stout. Huh? How'd they score those 18 points? I saw nine from field goals. Did they get all well, of them? They field got goals? down there into the. Did they, they have six field goals? I think they had six field goals. Ah, yeah. That's amazing. Did LSU miss an extra point or probably not? Probably two field goals in the third, it looks like. Two field goals, yeah. Jeez Louise, what a boring game. So that's that, that is uh Fournette got eight Fournette, total field goals in that one. Go Fournette's on. getting battered and bruised. I mean in the I mean the rumor's been that he has a lingering injury in his foot. Before how, any of this started. Yeah, how does he how much longer does he give a shit is my question. Does he give yeah. a shit right now? I think he gives a shit right now. He's out there taking a beating for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, I guess the real question is, did he give a shit last year in the Ole Miss game? Um, yeah. I think it's debatable, but I think, you remember that long run that got called back? I mean, he wanted that. I, I think he did. Um, I, 
He's a great player. I think he'll do great in the NFL. But he just – I don't know how – Less is that bad. Less just – less is trash. The he's heat. not going to win the Heisman at LSU. I think we all know oh. that now. The way that's happening. I think so. we all know that now. It, it, uh, less is trash. LSU needs to fire less. Although, as all oh, less fans, is, we should less probably is gone. I mean, he's gone. Malzahn maybe finds a way to somehow save his job, but I mean, I, less is gone. Okay, hold on. Let me pull up Auburn's schedule, and I'll I'll describe a scenario wherein uh, Gus could not get fired. Yeah. Um. Okay, so right now they are two and two, yeah, two and two, with losses to Clemson and A and M. Not not terrible losses. So they beat Louisiana Monroe, win at State. Uh, that gets that gets them four and two, and then they're going. They're playing Arkansas at Auburn. I I really don't. I guess they could win that game if they beat LSU. They could beat Arkansas. That's a right? coin flip game, Arkansas at, at Auburn. I think, yeah, because. Yeah, that's a coin flip game. I think they could win that one with their with their defensive line. They could win that one. So that puts them at five and two. I think they lose in Oxford. Probably beat Vandy six and three. Uh, at at Georgia, Georgia is a swing win, for them. Win the Georgia game that gets you to eight wins. Yeah, I, I think if he goes eight and four, and just as long as Alabama doesn't skull drag them in the Iron so Bowl. So we're saying if they beat Georgia and Arkey, yeah, they, yeah, it, I think so. I, I think so, because then your only losses are out of conference, Clemson, A and M, and a semi close game, and then and Ole qu- Miss and Bama. I mean, the best teams in the league. If they get pounded in the Iron Bowl, that could hurt them. Yeah, that, that's going to leave a bad taste do, in Auburn. Do they? Does Auburn sit there and say we're behind? And we're not. And we're not improving. The, we're the not biggest Gus's biggest problem. Is that it's not? It's not. I honestly think this. I think this really matters. Is that it's not the defense that's bad. It's the offense. Yeah. Offense no. Totally. Guy. So remember, I mean, this was, if they were scoring a million points and just had trouble stopping people, yeah. Then you would just say, you know what, Gus, we're going to give you two million dollars to go get a DC. But instead, they went and got Kevin Steele, who's decent, but not. And they've paid big for their defensive recruits, and they have a good defense. But Gus has dropped the ball on offense. Is that exactly. what you're saying? They have no quarterback. I mean, they. I mean, he had. Uh, so just compare, compare three, four years ago when Auburn was so good under Gus, his first couple years with that running option. I mean, how scared were you to face that that offense, and how much has that changed? I mean, the Auburn offense now is nowhere like the Nick Marshall Auburn offense was absolutely terrifying as a as a fan of the defense. And, and tell you what's gotten him is they recruited Jeremy Johnson, who's yep. a guy that he frees one. I mean, he's he's but he's see, a guy I think that he fits Freeze's system because. better than Gus is. I think Gus made a huge mistake recruiting a a passing quarterback like that as his top yeah, replacement he's not, for Marshall. He's not the nimble runner that. No. Marshall was. Marshall was a running back. He was a Cam Akers, like, high school kind of quarterback yeah. type mold where you're running and gunning. Oh, man, Nick Marshall was so and, good and in that let's system. Be honest, let's be honest. Those Auburn teams the first two years, they got lucky as hell. Yeah, obviously. They got some fluky, some fluky mean, the luck. The 13 Auburn team could have gone 8-4 and four just as easy as they went. And he was using was. Chiswick's defensive recruits, and then he brought in this offense that the SEC was not at all prepared for. And I mean, I'm I'm not sure if they still are. I think if you drop the Nick Marshall offense in the SEC today, they would give a lot of teams fits. I mean, it was it was so dominant. I mean, 
That 13 team, honestly, they horse-collared Johnny Manziel yeah. and got away with it. Otherwise, they would have lost that game. Well, and they had the prayer at the, Jordan-Hare against Georgia. The, the pra- they had the yeah, six. that was a joke. And then you had the – uh, against Bama. Pick six. The kick so, six. The kick six was actually one of the more legitimate, quote-unquote, lucky plays of the season. I mean yeah. – well, the well, the Georgia play. I mean, that was that, yeah. That was pure that, luck. That the that Georgia Jordan play. Was pure luck. That stuff like that happens once every ten years. Yeah. And they had that in the pick six happen back to back weeks. That's that's a horseshoe up your ass. Yeah. And then yeah, the fourteen yeah. team, we saw them, and they got. I mean, tre- the whole Treadwell thing happened. That was a coin flip game. But then yeah. they, I mean, they lost A and M the next week. They lost the Iron Bowl. I'm trying to think. They lost the Georgia beat them. I can't remember. They. I think they ended up like eight and four. Trying yeah, to that, that team eight, fell apart after they beat Ole Miss. Eight A and M. I think Georgia beat them too. I want to say, yeah, so, Georgia did. Does that yeah, mean Gurley came back after the suspension, thirty carries, and blew in the end. I, I remember that. Yeah, and then, but that was Chubb's coming out party. That was when Chubb was running through people and just owning Georgia. Exactly. Exactly. I, I remember that game. It was awesome. So, so they went eight and four. Like okay. And then they haven't done squat since then, honestly. No. I mean, this is only Gus's fourth season. Is that right? Because Freeze is yep. one, one year. And honestly, him. Gus has been an, he's been an eight and four guy. Well, they were six and six last year. Is that right? Sounds right. Yeah. yeah. And they, I they, mean, they, 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 won they were, the they, were eight, they were a nine and three type team his first year that happened lucky. to be 11 one. Is the and bottom line. It's, it's almost a curse for him because if he doesn't achieve that success again, it's, it's like. He's held well, he's, to that standard from the first year. Direct rivals Nick Saban, and they cannot. And they're just nowhere near in the so category. The, but the are. question is, I have no idea who Auburn goes and gets. Do That's they, the problem. They go get Petrino. Is it Petrino? They've always gone and gotten Auburn guys, but there's no Auburn guy out there. I think but, Petrino would be a good pick for them. Yeah, but why would Bobby Petrino go? I don't know because they can pay I, him a lot. Because Louisville, Louisville's a safe space for him. They yeah. pay him a million dollars. And the ACC's, he gets to play Florida State, Clemson, and then he's got Houston out of conference this yeah. year. Yeah. So they play enough teams to go to the tie. He might as well just stay. He, he recruited how Lamar. Much he, how much does he make there? I think he's making like $4 million. Whoa, that's crazy. That's a lot. They, Louisville offered Charlie Strong over $4 million. Money's not the problem for Yeah, him. so Petrino gets two. Right, next. He gets twenty four point five million over seven years with a ten year buyout, so that's pretty good. And that's or a ten, sorry, a ten million dollar buyout. Sorry. And that's and they can raise his salary if they need to. They yeah. have the ability. Well, especially after a big Lamar Jackson year. Yep. So they can pay enough to keep him happy. And, Bob, and if Bobby Petrino has half a brain, he goes, "You know what? I don't work everywhere, but I work here. I'm just going to do this." So who is so. it? Who do they get? Because they want someone that can win big quick. They don't want someone that's going to come in and Tom build a program. Tom Herman's not taking that job. No. Tom and, Herman's either staying at Houston or going to LSU. And I've read some reporting that uh, Art Bryles isn't going to Auburn either, which was heavy rumor not long ago. I really don't know that, who they get. Can Auburn put Art Bryles there? I don't know if they – I mean, that's probably their best bet, but I don't know if Art Bryles is your guy to go beat Nick Saban consistently. But who I don't is? Know if he is either, but Art Bryles did it in Texas. I mean, Baylor was nothing before before Bryles turned them into an actual Texas it's just team. Not, it's just not really possible for Auburn and Alabama to be like really, really, really good right. for oh, at the same time. I just don't think it is. I mean, right. the thirteen yeah. thing was a fluke, and we all 
y'all know that. So yeah, Auburn is a. It would be tough to be an Auburn fan, man. It's it's hard to live in the shadow of Nick Saban and also try to convince people that you don't live in the shadow of Nick Saban. Um, let's see what else, John. What what SEC games do we not touch on this week? State came back to beat UMass. Yeah, state's bad. Oh, obviously we we Tennessee broke the streak in a in comeback fashion. Yeah, that was the other one. Is Tennessee? I mean, oh, that was a big second half for them. Does that launch them? We'll see. Like we like we laid out earlier, they they have, must win at Georgia and then split the next two games. Yeah, and then you run the tape. I mean, you're eleven and one. So I caught so. some of this game. Um, I, I mean, Florida doesn't have a quarterback, right? That's that's the problem. That guy looked decent. Yeah, but he's the backup to Del Rio, right? Del Rio got hurt. Yeah, I don't think they have really any re- big time receiver outside of Callaway. Sort of. The yeah, issue. that's a good point. Florida's that is an issue. good, but they're not great. I mean, are they still good on defense? I was expecting. I, I was surprised Tennessee scored thirty eight, but they have a good offense. Yeah, they're supposed to be good on defense, but Tennessee's got. I mean, Tennessee kind of, you know, they got their head out of their ass in that Ooh, half. This is what Tennessee. Tennessee had one receiver with 111 yards and another one with 91 yards. That's tough. That's yeah. they were burning them. Yeah. Um. I mean, that's huge for Butch. I yeah. You're right. We did talk about this earlier, but that's. I mean, he had to get over that hump this season, or else it was gonna. I mean, Butch must win game against a Georgia team that just got their absolute absolute. That's gonna be a good one. Both are desperate. Yeah, I Tennessee should go out there and comfortably win that. It should, they should well, it's on the road. They, they should. Tennessee should win that game by double digits pretty comfortably in reality. They should on paper. Um, let's see what else. So we talked about Arkansas A&M. I yeah. don't know. If, I think Arkansas is a seven and five, eight and four talent team. Maybe they. I don't know. Bielema's Bielema can win a quirky game here or there. Um, A sure. and M. We'll see what A and M is now. They they've started well the past few years, and then they they you know can they finish the season? Yeah, but I, yeah, that's true. Although I think their starting slates last couple of years have been a little bit worse than this. They've you know let's see, what's their schedule look like here. Let me look. Let's look at this. I know they got to go to Tuscaloosa, so which is going to be tough. Yeah, that's one of. If our... They don't stop run very well, which is going to be a huge problem against Alabama. And they end the season with LSU, but at that point, LSU could be in a different I think LSU is for just not giving a shit. I mean, yeah. They go to South Carolina, they should win that game. Um, at or Tennessee and College Station is interesting, like you said. Tennessee and College Station is an interesting game. Should be a lot of points, I would guess. Honestly, for Tennessee, that's a huge game, too, because do you really want to have to go play Alabama to avoid going two losses in the East? Because the two-loss scenario, even if you beat Georgia and Florida, one of those other teams runs the table, which, which Florida, honestly, Florida's probably good enough to go. Cause they get they have Arkansas on the road as their cross-division opponent, so yeah. if they could win that game. I mean, Florida could go 7-1 and in the league and kind of, steal the east for lack of a better way of putting it so yeah it'd be funny it wouldn't be surprising at all so i don't um, think they're really good enough to do that but the east is so bad holy cow yeah this this cbs sports article says september aberration or not texas a&m is clearly alabama's biggest threat so Ole Miss fans will be cheering for the aggies in tuscaloosa that's for sure um, yeah, but then A&M does have a bye week going into Alabama. Now, who does Alabama play? The week? Oh, they they play Tennessee the week before, so that'll be 
It's in Tuscaloosa. It's going to be a total pain. But Trevor Knight's beaten Alabama before. I don't think he's scared of them now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's it's a good point. Hunter's puncher's chance. We'll see. And then they play New Mexico State. They get State in oh, – they go to Starkville, but State's not good. I think they should win that. Yeah. Uh, Ole Miss at home. That's – and LSU's at Kyle – they're going to be LSU at Kyle Field, I believe. I think so, too. Yeah. Unless Fournette just goes off, but does he care? I mean, we'll see what A&M can I, do. I think LSU – well, I don't think I, – I don't care what LSU does in any game, but I'll be cheering for them when they play Alabama, that's for sure. Yeah, um, agree. Let's see. I think we, we hit all our bases there. How about uh, – wait, what was it? Um, Delaware State and Missouri. Missouri put 79 points on the board. They're, what a dominant offense they got there. Woohoo! Don't care. <laughs> um, and so kind of like I talked about, and Vanderbilt uh, won a really close one, thirty-one thirty. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky was favored big in this game. I was telling people, don't count Vandy out. Um, I mean, they had to go to overtime, but hey, a win's a win. It's better than losing to Western Kentucky. Um, so what? Looking, look at Alabama's schedule. If you're an Ole Miss person trying to find a way to get to. Let's see, get two losses out of it. At Arkansas, they'll win that game. It's 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 Tennessee, A&M at home, at LSU. They could somehow – Tennessee has to beat Alabama because then between A&M, LSU, and I'll say Auburn just because the Iron Bowl, silly things could maybe happen. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see – it's just not likely. But who knows? I mean, what does – What's LSU schedule? Well, LSU or LSU is going to be zoned out by the time they get to Alabama. That's the question. Um, so LSU gets Missouri at home. They should win that game to feel better. They go to Florida. LSU still has a good pass Temple, defense, right? Southern at home, Ole Miss at home, bye week. They, they don't have a good enough quarterback to, to beat Alabama. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, I want to look ahead to the upcoming week. We don't have any lines yet uh, because of when we're recording this. I figure we'll take a few minutes just to go through the schedule. It's pretty, it's pretty good games. All right, hit me, hit me with so them. Houston, I think Houston plays three Thursday night games this year. So glad, glad their guys are going to class. Uh, <laughs> they and, do it for but, us, man. They're but, playing those but it is games home. It is home. They can go to class Friday. There you go. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. Thursday and day off, you know, things happen. UConn should win that. Stanford-Washington, 9 o'clock Eastern. That's a great game. Because I can actually see Washington if they're anything. Yeah, that's good. Everybody's high on them this year, and I guess they had to go to overtime to beat Arizona this past week, I think, so. Uh, Yes, but didn't they just win on the road this week, Washington? Yeah, they just beat Arizona on the road. Oh, that's okay. That's who it was. Okay, yeah, I didn't know they needed overtime for that. Arizona's been kind of a weird team this season, now. Yeah, they lost to beat barely lost to BYU. I think I just I don't know why I happen to know that, but whatever. I, so State struggled with UMass yesterday in Gillette Stadium. I, that BYU road game it looks pretty tough. State may not get to bowl eligibility. We'll have to see here. They do get Kentucky. They get Kentucky in a. In Starkville, or they I'm get them in. Looking uh, right now, it's no. They got to play at Lexington. You know, I don't know. We'll see what State does. Well, I think I mean Auburn in Starkville. Uh, what they got to buy? Yeah, they're about to have a bye week, and then Auburn. I mean, who who do you like in that game? 
<laughs> Which one? Auburn in Starkville after a bye week coming up this week. Uh, Auburn's better, barely. I, yeah, oh, no, that, I think Auburn's that, defensive that line is gonna. Yeah, but Auburn should win that game. State's O line is still garbage. Yep. So Florida goes to Vanderbilt. Okay. Is there a chance that Vandy uses this rally win against Western yeah. Kentucky and then comes out at noon more focused and gives? I think so. I, I mean, think Vandy can... played Florida really close last season. If you don't remember, give, they almost won that yeah, game. Give give Florida a close game, maybe. I think they so. will. Yeah. Um, Rutgers, Ohio State, who, um, <laughs> why is Miami 15? I guess Mark Rick and undefeated. I don't understand that one. Well, um, and people like, uh, Brad Kaya, don't they? Yeah, they like him too much. Yeah, I agree. He's overrated. Let's see. Tennessee, Georgia's the CBS game. CBS Ooh. on Vols. Tennessee uh, owning some CBS airtime this year. Yeah, all about the Vols. Yeah. Tennessee, and then they're... They're going to be on CBS again the 15th because it's going to be a third Saturday in October. That Tennessee-Alabama game is going to be. Oh, yeah, that's, that's huge. That's a huge game. I mean, like I said, another chance that's for us to cheer game. for Tennessee. Wisconsin-Michigan. Wisconsin beat Michigan State on the road. Yeah. And, the uh, I don't know if Michigan's quite there yet. Now, Ohio State's, to me, the best the best team in the Big Ten. But Wisconsin could maybe keep – they've got a murderer's row schedule. A&M Carolina. Okay, AM should win, although it's on the road, it gets quirky. Kentucky, Alabama, Memphis, Ole Miss, we talked about. And then the, uh, the Louisville Clemson game is going to be good. I got, Lamar, a que- I got a question, John. Wait, hold on. Then, wait, keep talking for a second. I'll, I'll come back to you with it. Lamar Jackson's really good. He's on everybody's radar. I think, I think Clemson at home, though, I think they seem more focused now. Deshaun Watson wants to show, remind everybody he's good. We could see. Um, Interesting to see what comes out of that game next week. I think they could, I think that's a coin flip game, Louisville Clemson. That's it a great. Be, that's a great game. I can't wait to watch that one. I, my question: like Stanford, John, Stanford, Washington is, yeah, good, good. is good. That's a good. It's one. A pretty good weekend. I think Stanford wins that one. Yeah. Um. So I was going to ask: the question of the week is: Does Kentucky play Alabama? Alabama that was it's a country closer than Western Kentucky did. That final was thirty-eight to ten. Oh no! Yeah, I, I don't think so either. That's 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 probably why you have to fall, fire Mark Stoops because Western Kentucky's program is in better shape than Kentucky's is. Yeah, Stoops has to get to a bowl game to keep his job. Losing to well, he beat South Carolina. Yeah, he beat South Carolina. Woo! Losing Damn. to Southern Miss is going to really bite him. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe they get Vandy and State, Mizzou, Georgia at home. At, they, oh, I they think Vandy beats Kentucky. Kentucky. They're, they're done. So. We'll see. We'll see. That's, there's still lots of games left. We're, we're what one third of the way through uh, the 12 game schedule here. So, lot, lot to figure out still. Who else is on the slate for next weekend, John? That's pretty much it. That's, I no, mean, you're right though. Some good games. Friday night's a good game. We actually get to see Washington play for the TV deal. Um, yep. And then I think uh, Tennessee George is interesting just because of the if you're into the psychological hurdles of Tennessee, which yeah. it's Butch Jones. Well, I think of, I think every day is a mental hurdle for Butch Jones. So I'm just we're just proud <laughs> to see him out there and dressed and you know using English to communicate stuff like that. It's it's yeah, impressive. Yeah. It's, it's a triumph for Butch. Yep, yeah, that's very true. 
Um, is there anything see. else worth discussing today? Yeah, we could. I mean, now that we've I mean, talked to, about to the sports, fo- to follow up from the flag and the student yeah, section, exactly. Week, really, it was a state fan. That's just. Yeah, I mean that's that's that story got a lot of attention. I think it was funny. I, I think as Ole Miss fans, you know, we got to keep it in perspective. Obviously, there were Ole Miss fans involved as well, but this guy was a proud state fan, and he was proud that he had brought the giant state flag to the Ole Miss game and all that stuff. Um, so that's a funny part of the story. There's a lot more uh, tension going. I, I didn't see very much flag stuff uh, this weekend. No, definitely less than there was for the Alabama game. Oh, uh, seemed like Charlotte. Uh, yeah, tearing itself apart, got everybody's attention. Probably we had the Jordan Sampson Facebook comment. Right, so obviously that little. that got Ole Miss in the news. And then uh, Vitter issued a statement that really didn't say anything. The first statement was pretty bad. The, the second statement attempted to correct some of the mistakes of the first statement. He had a bad statement, then he had an okay statement. But yeah. you know what? They got a statement, and everybody seemed to calm down. The weirdest thing that happened was after the Occupy Lyceum protest, that that ASB Senator Andrew Soper like showed up at the protest and supposedly renounced the state flag and like hugged one of the leaders of the protest. Um, but then apparently he's gone back to his old views. So who who really knows, man? College kids and their worldviews. I I don't know why we talk about it as much as we do. I mean, even when they do stupid shit and protest on campus and get in the news, it's just college kids at the end of the day. Uh-huh. Go on. I had a brunch. I had a brunch with a friend of mine that used to work in the same lab at a grad school, and he yeah. and he and I were sitting there just kind of shaking our heads about you know you've got I mean there there's a reason these people like Charlotte and whatnot are pissed off, but the, it doesn't get contextualized properly in the media, and then social media and social justice nation gets on all these social justice warriors get on there and just want to have their voices heard and the reality is, is we've got there's problems but they're not going to get solved because they don't get they don't get portrayed or contextualized properly by the media it's just more of a who can scream or tweet the loudest type deal which south park i don't know if you've seen the first two episodes of the season no. is kind of more of a slow disciplined approach to building up to just absolutely take a shit on twitter and social justice warriors they're at, they, i think they're they're building it Kind of the right, you know, it's kind of like the team that goes eight and four, but you can tell they're going to be really good the next year. They're built the right, what, the right way. So that's what, uh, what South Park appears to be doing with this season. So they'll we'll refer to them to comment on this stuff. But thank God, I've, I've been waiting for uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone to tell me how to feel about this. Yeah, exactly. They, pre- they pretty much nailed it last year, and I'll see let them continue. Was last year the season they did the the one making fun of college amateurism? No, that was a few years ago. Was that what was the big un- overarching plot last season? I, I don't really keep carrying it with some PC play. principal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that kind of stuff. Whole food, soda, soap They didn't finish the season as well as they could have. Nobody, they, nobody's better at straw man arguments than South Park. That's very true. It's very true. But I mean, that straw man is is such a huge part of what what's currently going on. I mean, uh, every all of the Black Lives Matter versus the MAGA versus all of the PC police debate. I mean, most of it is just straw man arguments from both sides. You know, you basically like Kaepernick makes this much money. How is he allowed to be upset? Blah blah blah. And the people on the other side saying, you know. Well, that's it's racist of you to say this, so everything you say is invalid, and you really don't get anywhere. Like you were saying, nothing really gets done. Yeah. In these debates, I, it's we, and the media is right there with their nineteen percent approval rating, just helping no one and just stirring the, stirring the shit yeah. pot. 
Yeah, the media is, uh, I think, two percentage points more popular in the United States than Vladimir Putin. So maybe that's something they should. Uh, how do they, now? How do these guys compare to Congress? So what's the order between Congress the is a little bit higher. Hold on, I have these. Really, I like Congress down to single digits. At one I point. have these national. Actually, I don't know if Congress was in the the one I'm talking about. These just came out last week. They no, are national favorable <laughs> unfavorables. Let's see. Um, pulling it up right now. iMessage is slow to load sometimes. Um, yeah, that's a good point, Don. I'm not sure Congress is on this one, but uh, Putin was and the media was. Um, yeah, no. So Canada has a 75% positive, which is good. Uh, Mexico has a 38% positive. Uh, Melania Trump is a 20% positive, but only a 28% negative. Apparently a lot of people forgot who she was after the convention. Um, yeah, the news media at 19% approval, 59% disapproval, and Putin at 6% approval, 66% disapproval. So, really not that far ahead of Putin. No, uh, November of last you. year, Congress was at 11%. Yeah, they uh, probably still are. Like I said, they weren't in this poll. They're in the teens. Right they're not very... Let's see. 18% for Congress as of the first week of August. So they're, they're, they're tied with the media. 78% disapproval. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but the world's going to, the world's a great place. Well, I'm happy. Ole Miss looks good. Yeah. We, uh, you know, for, this Ole Miss team does look like they've, They've settled down on de- like defensively. Who's going to play where? Bing Dukes is starting to look like a, a solution at middle, which honestly I'd rather have him than Maneo because you get him two more years. But I mean, uh, so the the two best coaches Freeze will face this year, he's already lost to. Agreed? Yeah, agreed. And I mean, they, the, the, the two biggest sideline mismatches that's behind him, and I also think probably the worst mismatches of offenses against our defensive weaknesses probably also over although a&m might be able to pass and exploit that some too and this is going to sound and this is in a way oversimplifying but i mean they lost both those games because of turnovers and no they did and And chad and 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 ken webster got hurt if ken webster's out there they win at least one of those games they probably beat florida state they they panicked and just had no idea how to adjust against florida state they had to totally change their game plan from the first drive and that just Threw him in the chaos. Threw him in the chaos. Alabama, Fadal's uh, foot. I mean, yeah. Also, also a big deal. Yeah. So, but I mean, we'll see. They haven't had a good stretch with injuries, but they seem to have figured some things out. They know how they have to play. They, they were aggressive at the end of the second first half this past week, which made everybody happy. I mean, Bjork put enough water in the stadium. Everybody feels better about themselves now. And then if they go beat the crap out of Memphis and go to a bye week, they're going to be ranked in the teens this week. Um, and, and you look at them, I mean, can they get to a New Year's Six Bowl? I think it's the realistic yes. goal. I mean, yes, if they run no the, doubt. If they run the table, I mean, Tennessee could be – I mean, you're looking at – I mean, most likely scenario is Alabama goes to the playoff. Um so Maybe there's they, there's twelve teams total that make the playoff or the no there's fourteen teams right that make the playoffs or a New Year's Six Bowl. There's twelve. Wait, but there's six New Year's Six Bowls and two of them are playoff games. Okay, so it's just so an extra that leaves game. eight at large. So there's twelve, and we're saying probably Alabama or Tennessee to the playoff. 
I think I think the SEC could get two more in that in that twelve. Yeah, it would be a third, for the SEC to get three teams in. You would need almost would need to go. They would need to go ten and two. But probably. They they probably more or less are in. You would think that it may get hairy because you would think Alabama, Tennessee, one of them goes to the playoff, the other one goes to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah. Potentially, I mean Tennessee could lose to Alabama twice, and they could also lose to A and M, and then you're just kind of sitting there going, "Well, yep." And then Ole Miss would have lost to Alabama and Florida State beginning of the season, right? Which in, a, in, a, in a weird, fluky game. I mean, I think weird, that game yeah. will probably mostly get thrown out by the end of the season, assuming Ole Miss wins wins ten. I think that game will get mostly discounted. Um, we'll see though. I mean, uh, like, like we talked about big week for Memphis. I, I want to briefly say that the, the new, the new student section, despite the complaints of being in the sun and all that is really nice. And it looks great when you're actually in it. I, this, they did a really nice thing for the students there. Um, anybody that wants to make fun of quote unquote aluminum additions or whatever. I mean, I, I challenge you to walk around the student section it, and tell me it's any less real than any part of any other sec stadium. It is. It, it looks good. It's, I it's, mean, it's now, made of it's aluminum, the... but it is not, it is not like retractable bleachers. Like it's, it's a very real solid quality structure they built in the North end zone. Well, we got a SWAT team outside Bank of America Stadium here. We got oh, some God, protests. Yeah, I saw some of that on. I saw some of that on Twitter. Oh, 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 oh! I haven't gone on a rant yet, but I, I just remember what a topic I can do this on. Okay. Oh, see, watching it, I have Fox NFL Sunday on in the background. Laquan Treadwell is inactive today. Yeah, so is Robert Kimbichi. Robert Kimbichi is in the doghouse with his coach. Yeah. And unanimously, the Ole Miss Club in New England yesterday agree, without even me provoking, uh, provoking them. Yeah this that uh Tunsil's an idiot so wait why is, guys, why is Tunsil an idiot because he's an idiot but he's a starter he oh, you, the whole bong video thing his agent management I mean his inability to manage agents last year or financial advisors whatever whatever the proper term is cost him $10 million. That's Dude, a fact. Okay, yeah. He's a 22-year-old kid. I mean, I think you have to put some responsibility on Freeze and Lindsey Miller as well. Free, yeah, Freeze kind of screwed that one up. Yeah, no, Freeze should the bet on that but one, and honest, we discussed it. Uh, honest to God, the Jordan Wilkins academic thing and then the whole agent deal, if, he, if, you get, if you're like Nick Saban, you can point these out, and those yep. are like legitimate ways yep. to – Against all this, which they yep, kind of—that's why I think we're not going to win many head-to-head recruiting battles against teams like Bama. I mean, that's going to be—that's the challenge for this—is getting recruiting back on track is the challenge between the NCAA. He's shown what he can do with talent. He has to—he has to get back in the recruiting. Now what could help you is LSU's a mess. Yes, State's a mess. Auburn's, Auburn's a mess dysfunctional i mean is there enough i think we can recruit against a&m in texas now tennessee's pretty functional right now which sucks because trey smith you're thinking of getting him yeah but tennessee's been signing like 30 a year for four years and we still have decent classes so uh, they can make room for trey smith and his sister works there you want want more than make room for him I they, mean, they want him. he's a priority with that being said little's your left tackle the next two years easily and then uh 
Rawlings is pretty decent over there. Yeah, Walker Little. I mean, he can be a right Bryce, tackle. Bryce Matthews and Royce Newman are going to be good players down the road. Sims and Patterson are there. I think the offense is in good shape from a personnel standpoint. I mean, they, they could the use a little guy, more depth. The only guy they lose on the line is Conyers. And honestly, what you do is you kick Rawlings inside and you, throw, and you get either Matthews or – yeah, or Newman or somebody. Well, assuming go- these tight end recruits work out, it's really only running back that even needs – running back and quarterback could use a little depth, but you're pretty set up for the next three seasons. I mean, Pellerin, I mean, Pellerin and Shea are going to be a quarterback. And yeah, but he, still, I would like to have a third option. If you lose a quarterback, you're screwed. That's just the bottom line, more yeah. or less. So. And that's something that we that hasn't really happened yet since Bo's injury, but we probably will experience that in the next couple of years. So I think we should get ready for it. Yeah. I we'll mean, I don't, I don't disagree. They got the Faneuil kid coming in. They may take a JUCO. We'll yeah, we'll see how it unfolds. But well, and if Ty Miles if Miles half, gets fired, we could end up with Miles Brennan probably. Yeah, I'd try to throw a deep ball to Cooley on Saturday. Yeah, so. man, that was awesome. God, Chad was slinging it all over the yard, man. Chad looks so Chad. good. It was a good version of Chad Favre. That so. uh, that that throw to Lodge where he had to shake off the the linebacker. That was awesome. Chad yeah. did. Oh man, it was Lodge. So was, great. I mean, they're gonna have Metcalf, Brown, Lodge on the Jefferson. Yep. Um, Trey Nixon. Uh, Pack threw Octavius pretty good pass. Cooley. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did throw a good pass. Um. There's a there's a lot of offensive options in the future for sure. Yeah, Trey Nixon's gonna come in and be. I mean, they. It's they crazy that Van Jefferson's a redshirt freshman. I mean, he could conceivably played three more seasons. The key the key for Ole Miss long term at this point is to make sure that the 17 recruiting class is the only class that's just really screwed up by this. But by and your still, whole. Still, if you could yeah. if you could pull one or two like a Cam Akers Walker Little combo, I mean that's. That's pretty good. That would be a good class. They get Cam Akers. Honestly, at this point, it's it's a win given everything. Yeah, especially considering how dynamic Akers is. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna win the Mississippi State Championship by himself this season. And they've he's not going to Alabama because they already have that other dude. No, and, then, and people say he doesn't really want to go up north. He doesn't really want to go far. I think Ole Miss is like you're the guy, and if we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, the rumor I mean, was after Bama goes, that he's I mean, Ole Miss goes nine and three, ten and two, and they look at it and say turnovers cost us those two games early. Everybody sees that they're a top ten, twelve program. So I know. I think um, they can kind of build some stock and equity down the stretch here, especially as the rest of the SEC kind of looks at this point. You're right. I mean. Tennessee's kind of this is the year they have to do it between between Dobbs and all these other guys. I mean, so all right. Last thing, John. Let's let's try this for the first time. I'm gonna run through the slate, and I want a quick just a winner or a loser on the NFL games today. Okay. All right. All right. Ravens Jaguars. Where is it at? Uh, I don't know. This is uh, I'm I'm guessing the home team. Yeah, the home team's at the bottom of these Google previews, so it's Jaguars. Ravens at Jaguars. Uh. Ravens. I don't buy the Jags. Right, Redskins, Redskins at Giants. Giants. All right. Lions at Packers. Packers. Browns at Dolphins. Dolphins. Agree. Vikings at Panthers. Panthers. Um, Broncos at Bengals. Bengals. Yeah, that's a good. That's interesting. That's a good call. Cardinals at Bills. Got the Cardinals there. Cardinals. Um, Raiders at Titans. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that's a 
kind of a key game. That's a good matchup. That's Raiders. Fun. Rams at Bucks. Ooh, Bucks. Yeah, the Rams look really bad. What were you going to say about Raiders Titans? That's a kind of an interesting game. I mean, the Titans. I don't think anybody expects to make the playoffs, but be better. The Raiders may. If the Raiders are going to be in the playoffs, like some people believe, they have to win that game. Yeah, that's true. 49ers at Seahawks. Seahawks, they'll yeah, bounce back. I think so. Steelers at Eagles. Got to be Steelers there. Steelers. Jets. Steelers. Yeah. I think the Steelers and the Patriots really good. are the best teams in the AFC. Steelers are really good. I'm getting nervous Steelers about really my Patriots 11-5 prediction. I think they might exceed that. Uh, they're going to exceed that. <laughs> yeah. Jets at Chiefs. Big game for the Jets if they want to make the playoffs. The Chiefs are kind of, oof. That's a coin flip. Give me the Jets. Yeah, I like the, the Jets a little scrappier. They need it more. Chargers at Colts. Yeah, cripple fight. Ugh, it is a cripple fight. Yeah. Oof, damn, that's ugly. Colts, but that's ugly. Yeah, I, I think Colts went at home, but it's not going to be pretty at all. Bears at Cowboys. The Dak boy is going to be 2-1. and one. Yeah, Dak's going to get his first touchdown in this one, I think. His first passing touchdown. Um, good. Yeah, no, Dax is great. As a Cowboys fan, I'm, I'm happy to watch somebody actually protect the football quarterback. Yeah, no, Dax, Dax definitely been good. Good for him for being drafted in the fourth round. I think Ezekiel Elliott gets better throughout the year. Alfred Morris is a good back. They have a good offensive line. Yeah, I mean, they'll be good. And then the Monday night game, Falcons at Saints. That's a good one. Um, Saints are desperate. Yeah. No defense in me. Saints. Yeah, no doubt. Um, okay, so those are your your, your lightning predictions from John. Um, you'll probably be listening to this after the Sunday slate has wrapped. So uh, see how John did. Kind of compare him. I think he, he he made the logical picks in all of those. I don't disagree with anything. So we'll, we'll call them both of our picks. Um, anything else you want to talk about this week, John? Did we gloss over anything? Need to get no, that's on? about it. Yeah, I think we pretty much covered all of it. Um, gave a lot of different scenarios for how the season could play out and who could get fired and hired and all that kind of stuff which is pretty much what we do on the show every week. So um, it was a good time. Hopefully be talking again in a week about, uh, I would I would think, a pretty big win over Memphis for homecoming. We're going to see, but I'm, I'm guessing that line's going to open Ole Miss minus 22, maybe less because they lost last year. Yeah, I think it's in the teens probably. Yeah, maybe maybe 18, but I, I, I think Ole Miss gets a big win there and gets into the bye week, hopefully without any more injuries, but it's going to be a pivotal bye week. Um, getting ready for Arkansas and LSU. So, lots going on in the Ole Miss football program right now. Uh, what were you going to say, John? Are you going to say anything? You're just inhaling. No, that's about it. Okay. Um, so, of course, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check out our website, landstruxafterdark.com, if you're looking for any old episodes or any contact info, anything like that. Um, of course, follow us on Twitter at SharksAFTRDark. Um, you can see our episodes and anything else that we deem funny or worthy of being tweeted all that kind of stuff your your standard Ole Miss sports account I'd say although maybe hopefully you'll find it entertaining I I like to think we keep it funny on there um but for now that's that's gonna do it for for John and me thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you again next week
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.